Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. All American, starring Tay Diggs, premieres Wednesday, October 10th. Ooh, we love Tay Diggs. And Charmed premieres Sunday, October 14th. A brand new show with them name recognition. You will Yeah, yeah, they want to know. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And it is the first week of October. It is merely, uh, well, wait, when this comes out, we will have seen A Star is Born. Yeah, that's really wild. So That's really wild. Not to project, but literally to project into the future. Oh my God, it was amazing. (laughs) I loved every second of it. My favorite song was Shallow. My second favorite song was Every Other Song. Who did? Who was your favorite? What was your favorite part? When they sang "Shallow." Okay, so we'll be back next week with like a with our official review of the "Shallow" in our final segment of what? a podcast segment is born starring Lady Gaga, presented by Bradley Cooper. I guess that's supposed to be present other way around. Whatever. It's the other way around, but it's fine. But keep in mind that the review will be it will pretty much mirror this one because how could it not be fantastic? I just, I want us to get a little nuanced. I think we can get a little more nuanced. Yeah. I mean, we could spend an entire episode. We could also scream for an hour, but I think we should, you know, (laughs) maybe take a step back or a step forward. I don't know. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, there's a chance we might do the entire episode as a Star is Born episode. There's a chance we won't. I don't think we will. (laughs) Honestly, TBD. I think we will do it just as our perfect segment as it is. uh, And Will the segment be 30 minutes long? Maybe. It could be. But right now, we are answering your questions from this week and uh, some maybe from weeks past. But really quickly, we didn't we didn't address this last week, and I feel like it's um, relevant, it's worthwhile, it's relevant, uh, and it's very on brand. Last week, both yeah. Honey and Shallow dropped. I know. Can we, you believe that? We didn't Isn't even that... talk about how the Shallow dropped in full. People were like, we didn't talk about Honey. We didn't talk about honey. We didn't talk about shallow. We got our fu- we got we got our honey. We got our shallow two full length HQ tracks on the same day. Honestly, it felt like too much same for me. Week. I needed yeah. like a a Xanax after that experience. All of us like saying, "Oh, it's nice to have these little like reprieves from like terrible news. Everything's terrible. Everything's terrible." But at least we got shallow and honey. It it feels unfair. To say that like this solved anything or this made anything better, but it sort of did. It I was mean, nice to escape with Honey and Shallow. Those are perfect songs to use as escapes. Yes, they're both beautiful, beautiful songs uh, that, and they we both, cannot, and they both, that we cannot play in full on this podcast for legal reasons. They were both worked on for so long. They were both teased for so long. And then we had them and they were exactly what we expected them to be. And yet... They're perfect. I can't really believe that for the amount of time that y'all spend talking about A Star is Born, y'all forgot the Lady Gaga Super Bowl halftime performance. Uh, And a side note, you can find the audio online for just, like, her mic. So it's, like, her singing the entire show a cappella. And it's, like, truly insane how talented she is. Okay. This was, like, an idiotic mistake of ours. Even our friend Dan, who was the one we shouted out, was like, you guys forgot Lady Gaga's <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> can I be 
just in my defense, I don't really know timing. So to me, Katy Perry happened after that, even though that's not true. Um, Everything runs together lately. And I really do remember who was the um, Super Bowl person that Lady Gaga sang the anthem for? That was the Bruno Marsier, I think. Are you sure? I think it was the Bruno Marsier, yeah. Okay, well, I remember that very clearly because I remember that being like a reprieve from the rest of the show or just being like an excitement for the show. Mm -hmm. And I think she had just done the Oscars. God, I don't know when anything happens in time. We shouldn't even even say these things because they're going to be wrong. (laughs) But that was definitely whether or not it was before or after the Oscars. I think it was before the Oscars because the Super Bowl Bowl typically happens before the Oscars. It was amazing. Um, You're right. You're all uh, right. You're all right. That was definitely... On her, it was it was either mid or post cheek to cheek era where she no, was it was after Joanne. Herself. Remember, we thought like Joanne songs were going to be in there, and then they like really weren't. Her Super Bowl, no, not her Super Bowl. I'm saying the 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 yes. when she sang that anthem yes. and when she did the Sound of Music at the Oscars, that was pre Joanne, but I think post cheek to cheek when she was reminding everyone, "Hey guys, I still exist." Um, I not only do I still exist, I'm a singer. I'm a classy lady singer. I'm a classy lady singer who's best friends with Tony Bennett. Um, and and also I, can I can play the sing piano. the hell out of the anthem, which she did. Yeah, and I th- and I think that was sort of shocking to some people because she was, if I remember correctly, kind of made fun of, or the Super Bowl was made fun of for choosing her. But then during the Super Bowl, people were like, you know. Losing their minds because she was great at it. And then she can sing. quite a few years later, not quite, I don't even know, a few years later, she did don't her own. Don't time. Just say at <laughs> some point in time. And then at some point later in time, she did her own show. It was amazing. We did forget to mention it. I just feel she like. She jumped off the roof. Yeah, that she was a the fraught, ball. That was a fraught performance because it was right after the election. People were wondering if she was going to be political. She really wasn't. Like she, mm-hmm. she, people thought she was somewhat but she really wasn't and we were wondering yeah. if she would do a joanne thing she didn't really do a joanne thing that much she did like she did million reasons classic because she does million reasons all the times yeah okay we don't need to talk about this anymore it happened you saw it, was it great we saw it we screamed it was wonderful lala got gaga balloons oh yeah Perfect. wow next call hey Lindsay and bobby i had to pause the episode to just give you a quick call for with uh, some first-hand experience back in college i went out and got hammered and decided to come back to my apartment and binge on hot Cheetos. And next thing you know, I'm throwing up the hot Cheetos, and it feels like my esophagus is being ripped apart. It was like flamey, horrible, painful, unbelievable throwing up like I've never experienced before. So I need you to be a little more sympathetic of Lil Xan, because uh, throwing up hot Cheetos is the woat. Okay, good form, Bella Thorne, bye. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I am calling in with some information you guys asked on the podcast if someone actually could end up in the ER from eating too many hot Cheetos because of what happened with Little Zan. By the way, I'm driving, so hopefully you can hear this. Um, anyway, my mother is an ER doctor, so I, of course, had to ask her if this was possible. And she said that um, it happens all the time. But it's usually toddlers, which I think is hilarious. Um, And they come in because of really bad stomach pain and burning poop. Um, But it's not usually anything serious. But, yeah, it totally is possible and apparently happens all the time. Um, Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Uh, Hey, I'm a doctor. 
Um, honestly, when you throw up blood, it looks like chewed up Flaming Hot Cheetos. So I'm sure that was it. So we we have a few different situations going on here. One, throwing up hot Cheetos is uncomfortable. It can rip your esophagus. And two, two it looks like blood. It looks like blood. So lots of things happening. Basically, yes, you can go to the hospital for eating too many Flaming Hot Cheetos, but not quite this that direct correlation. Three, the woman said that her mother told her that it happens, quote, all the time. All the time. So I mean, Lil Xan is not some sort of anomaly here. Like Lil Xan is among the many who well, is hospitalized I think for too little many hot kids Cheetos. can eat spicy food and it can like mess up their system think, a little bit. What do you think little what do you think Lil Xan is? <laughs> it's true, he's a little kid. He got a little, a little kid. He got a little esophagus. He got a cute little esophagus little, and a cute, cute little, little butthole. Okay, I'm not saying that. Okay. Um That's awful. I mean you know what I meant though, like yeah, medically speaking. Mean. Okay. I know what you mean. Um let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's Thank go. Thank you. Lindsay is Bobby. I don't know how to tell you that Pokemon don't always fly. Pikachu doesn't fly. Eevee doesn't fly. No. (laughs) I had to pause in the last 10 minutes because I just have to let you know that. And I know that's like the dorkiest fucking thing I could call about. But they don't fly. There are Pokemon that do fly. But they're like birds. They're not like, they're not, you don't just like fucking see a Pikachu flapping his arms around. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> good morning, fellow thorns. I gotta go drown myself in nerd juice now. Bye. <laughs> I love when you like get so mad you call and then you realize you're like, I'm the person like calling to correct them on Pokemon facts. Like maybe I shouldn't have called. Yeah, it's very hello darkness, my old friend. The what very. I what I love about our podcast, if I can just brag about our podcast, sure, is that me. we do have a hotline. Because imagine, not that I I don't actually, as I think we all know, I I talk about I don't listen to that many. You podcasts. listen to podcasts. Stop saying that like it's some sort of that. badge of honor. No, I'm not saying it's a badge of honor. If anything, it's like humiliating. But the. <laughs> Uh, but I'm just imagining myself listening to my other favorite podcast, Slow Burn, and pausing and calling in just just to right. comment. Like right. we're one of the only podcasts where that I know of where people like hit pause and then call them. Call I do. The I do like that we inspire like the mid episode call versus the like I'm just gonna call in later. It's more like the angry like press pause like pull over the car like pull out your we, cell phone oh, we like, get that a lot i had to pull over i, I had, had to, to pull over because i had to Pokemon stop performing don't fly. oral surgery i had to stop like doing this thing i was putting out a fire but i had to stop i had to excuse myself from court and call you and let you know that pokemon don't fly okay but but i'm picturing myself pausing during slow burn excuse <laughs> like the part me. the part where they're at the java cafe reading the star report oh, like on america online don't and just even. being like Hey, hey, Slate. It's me. I just had to pause to say, like, thank you for talking about the Java Cafe. And if you wouldn't mind telling me where the Java Cafe is, that would be great. So can I can you explain the, Java the context of this? I mean, I said I was listening to Slow Burn. You told me I beat about Bobby it. on this you episode. To it first. Usually, I listen to it first. And I said to Bobby, "Oh, um, there is this really funny part in the newest episode that's going to kill you, which is when the Star Report came out. They went to some cafe called the Java Cafe, and they asked like mm-hmm. random people, like they were like reading the Star Report at the Java Cafe that they printed mm-hmm. out at local Kinkos because Kinkos." Like, I can't believe Like, it. how to deal with the government. And everyone's like, ooh! But the idea that they're like, we went to the Java Cafe is pretty funny. And Bobby also loved it. Anyway, this is not an ad, but if you're not listening to Slow Burn, gotta listen to Slow Burn. You guys, Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp, I can't even deal. It's like, 
it's like a dream ship. Like, what the fuck? They're both so French and just, like, the cheekbones. I mean, how do they even, like, look at each other? I can't, it's, I can't deal. Like, what a great couple. Please talk about this. Okay, good form, Belfarn. So, last week, we actually talked about the fact that just because you see two actors together does not mean they're dating. And that appears to be what's happening here. They're just in a movie together. No. They're just in a movie together. They were seen making out. I didn't see that part. They were seen making out. Where did you Where did you see that? Um, They were walking down the street and he stopped her and pulled her close. The eyewitness told us about their 10 a.m. outing on in downtown New York. They started, oh, they making, started out making out for a while. For, for a while. over one I, minute. I, I don't see photos. If they were out on the street, there should be photos. Because I saw the photos of them just like Who would hugging. recognize them? The same people who recognize them for the photos of them just like canoodling. I'm just saying I feel like it's not like these are two while they were filming. wildly recognizable stars. Timothy could put on a hat and he would just look like any other New York person. And like who an knows what Lily Rose Depp looks like. I did forget, but I'm saying they were recognized enough to have those photos of them on the street. Of and if they were making course. out on the same street, where are the photos? I'm just saying a second onlooker tells us exclusively that the pair were, quote, holding hands and seemed like they were in their own little world during their NYC outing. Quote, they were pretty playful and flirty with each other. So, OK, my next comment, Lindsay, my next comment is that just because fine, just because two celebrities are holding hands doesn't mean they're dating they might be in a movie together if in fact they are making out while filming a movie together you have to ask yourself one question is one of those parties timothy chalamet because as a young leo as the new generation's he wishes. leo he will he will make out with canoodle with whatever with anything you don't know he maybe he's like the young leo but he doesn't have young leo behaviors in terms of pussy posse uh, type stuff. He doesn't I'm have his own has, posse. He has the clout. He has the clout. He has the desirability. So you think he's only he's only starting his journey of just. I'm of saying being... just because you see Timothy Chalamet making out with someone on the street does not mean it means anything. Okay, but let's say they are dating. Isn't it cute because they both have French names and French parent? They each have one French parent. Yeah, I think he might have two French parents, but she has one French parent. And they both have the, you know, Lily Rose Depp, Depp is, I guess, not as French as Timothée Chalamet. But if, you know, they, they definitely have the same realm, I would say. Yeah. And they're both, I think, like New York City kids, which is actually interesting to me. Yeah. They're both kind of like nightlife New York City kids. Yeah. Right? Um, I guess, yeah, Lily Rose Depp is only half French because her mom, Vanessa Paradis, right, mm-hmm. is French. And then her dad... Johnny Depp. He I guess who, you could call him who, French. He will not be named in this I podcast. guess you could call him French because Johnny Depp seems like the guy who would sort of like drunkenly say like, pardon my French, but then like something <laughs> terrible, like something like truly disgusting. And you're like, Johnny, fucking stop. Don't pardon think, my French. That's a but funny that, joke. That, that bleep is a bleep. And you're like, whoa. That's a good joke. Whoa. He's not French, but pardon his French. Am I right? He rips like a huge fart. That's like what in my mind it is. Okay. His blood is 50% French wine. Do we approve of this couple if indeed they're a couple? Sure. Fine. I'm fine. Great. I have no problems with either of those people. Great. Her personality is undefined though. I don't know what she's like. (laughs) Really, really in a way, so is his. 
Fair. He has not. Very he fair. has not. Very he fair. has not really allowed himself to have a personality. Be a be a multidimensional person yet, and which is totally understandable because he's new. Gang of young men with perfect personalities. But wait, we film. forgot to talk about the movie that they're filming, which is actually funny and a little hooey. Okay, go they're ahead. in a new movie called The King, which is I love this an upcoming British American Australian epic historical drama film directed by a French person. David Michaud from a screenplay by an Joel American person, Joel Edgerton. Edgerton. Oh, wait, is he Australian? He's Joel Australian. He's Australian. It's yeah, a British Australian. American Australian epic drama film. I because thought it was about now- Elvis, but it's not. <laughs> I was like, oh, is this about Elvis? I swear to God, I 100% thought it was about Elvis. Until just now? Uh, yes. Until just now. Until I read epic IV, historical drama. <laughs> Lindsay, it's based on three Shakespeare plays. It's so Okay, stupid. we get it. Three. Oh, was one not enough? Three, Joel Edgerton? It's based on... It's based on Henry V, Henry IV Part Two, Henry IV Part Two. Oh, sorry, Henry IV Part One, Henry IV Part Two, and Henry V. So it's Imagine. the same. Okay, so it's the same guy, same play as sequels. Yeah, I guess because <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is King Henry V, but I guess young Henry V, and then Ben Mendelsohn is Henry the Fourth. So I guess who's he's Robert Henry Pattinson? The, Robert Pattinson is the Dauphin. Ah, the Dauphin, Louis Duke of Guienne. Oh, I love that. Okay, great, fine. Let's move on. Speaking of a movie that I will want to see and a boy whose personality is good, next call. Stop it. Hi, Lindsay. I'm sure you've already heard about this, but your boy Ansel Elgort was recently cast by Spielberg as the lead in his adaptation of West Side Story. I know you just must be thrilled and just filled with warmth and joy upon hearing this news. Also, as I was texting my friends this, I realized that my iOS keyboard didn't automatically underline Ansel's name with a hyperlink, meaning that he's still a who, I guess, despite all of the real good he's done for the artistic community. Okay, good form, Bella Thorne. Love you. Bye. Will a starring role in Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story pull Ansel Elgort out of Hoodum? Yeah, absolutely. Drag him. God, I'm so happy for him. I almost screamed because I definitely <laughs> did say that Gaga should be in A Star is Born, and I definitely did say that Ansel Elgort should star in West Side Story. I don't know if I, I said guess. it on this podcast, but I said it in private conversations. I'm not I'm not as impressed by us for the for the Gaga thing as 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 callers seem to be, because we get a lot of calls. About, it like, was, I was listening to it back was rumored. It was a photo of Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga at dinner together. And all the Bradley Cooper news for like years was about how badly he wanted to remake A Star is Born. Like it was pretty obvious. I don't we know. I mean. We weren't like real like no, sages No, no. And there. Gaga to me is like Streisand too sometimes. So for me, it was like yeah. very obvious, like yeah. the look, the feel, the premonition. I was like, it's the definitely look, happening. The feel of Gaga. The icon of our lives. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started about Barbara's new single. I won't. It's bad. I don't want to talk about it. Barbara in a a well. (laughs) She's in a well. She's called Walls. Okay. But back to Ansel Elgort. I knew this was happening because Steven Spielberg put out the open call, like, on Twitter and social and whatever. Uh He's, like, actually auditioning and apparently was having a really hard time finding people. Um, Mm -hmm. It's surprising to me that he was, like, open call, but then, like, just went to Ansel Elgort or whatever. Ansel Elgort, like, got on a Vespa and, like, showed up to his office and was like, hey, it's me. Well, it was happening. Violetta, like, hanging on him. I mean, it's like... It's kind of an obvious 
choice. Like I just it really is. I just if feel like someone... it's the right age. It's the right time in his career. He can sing. He can it's... dance. That's proven. He it's has pro- charisma <laughs> and charm and talent. Oh, I love him. That's proven. It, he really is. It's really good casting. I know it's, it's really great casting. casting. Okay, but really but casting. let's but let's not forget Ansel's perfect. But they're also casting like. Latina and Latino uh, people for the roles of like Maria and all you know like they're not going to pull a Natalie Wood no they're so they're they're very Wood. specifically doing that so like we need to make sure that he is he, he's matched up to you know I want him to I want him to not be the most talented person yeah. on in that movie please mm-hmm. so West Side Story is like one of the themiest musicals I would say um, yeah for sure again more Shakespeare based on didn't the movie uh, win the Julia? Oscar too the movie won a ton of Oscars. Right, but I'm saying yeah. like the original movie adaptation, there's a lot to live up to. It's it, not just some random. It won 10, it won 10 Oscars. It's no it's Chicago. Like Wait, did Chicago awarded. win the Oscar too? Chicago won Best Picture and Best Supporting Actress. <laughs> Never mind. It's Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like it's yeah, no Chicago, It's no Chicago. Chicago. I mean, it, it, just because Chicago won Oscars doesn't mean West Side Story is really comparable to Chicago. I know. I'm just thinking of, like, of other. Like, what's another American musical? iconic culture cultural artifacts there's West plenty Side of story trumps everything there's plenty of musical adaptations that don't have like this kind of glittery oscar thing happening mm-hmm. around them and this is something they really want to like do and so this version is this version is still west side story yes but it's specifically i think correct me if i'm wrong theater people but i think it's based on the revival which was in 2009 yes. which lin-manuel miranda rewrote so yeah. that it would be there would be more spanish in it yes and so that was sort of a big deal at the time. And Lin-Manuel was not as famous as he is now. I think this was pre the Heights or maybe just right during the Heights. Point is, it's like a more woke version, but it's still West Side Story. You know, like. Yeah, it's no, it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. I mean, I guess I'm just like hype over Ansel Elgort, but like mm-hmm. it's going to be good. So they're everyone involved. Yes, it's directed by fucking Steven Spielberg, but they're doing their damnedest to make it seem like this is going to be a very inclusive, a very like representative um, film, like in terms of like including like a Latino, Latina cast. And people which thought- Which is cool, but TBD on who these people are. People like, thought that he was going to cast unknowns, um, but he yeah. still could cast an unknown as Maria, which would actually be kind of nice to play against yeah. an Ansel Elgort type. Yeah, like Because I mean, let's be, let's be honest, Ansel is still essentially an unknown. <laughs> wow, that's so fucking rude! <laughs> I've done so much work over here. I just, I cannot. I'm not, I don't think I'm prepared to see Ansel Elgort snapping. Are you kidding? He's going to be amazing. I feel like the way when Zac Efron was, who all, do you know who actually I really wanted to be in this? Zac Efron. (laughs) Zac Efron is too old. I know, but that's. He's going to be like Officer Krupp. But when they were like, were we making West Side Story? I was like, is Zac Efron on your call? No. (laughs) Call him. No. No, he's going to be Officer Krupke. Great. He'll take it. He's free and he loves to dance. Okay, let's move on, please. People always ask me, do I really like, do I really use my away luggage? The answer is yes. It's a fantastic bag. And if you know me, you know that when I pack and travel, I can be super disorganized. So it's just the way bag makes it super easy to organize yourself, to pack things the right way, and to have a really, really good trip because of it. Away travel asks thousands of people how they pack, why they travel, and what bugs them most about their luggage. Then they designed a bag that solves a few old problems like sticky wheels and a few new ones like dead cell phones. Away uses quality materials while offering a much lower price 
price compared to other brands by cutting out the middlemen and selling directly to you. There's a variety of colors and four sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large. All suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, and also very lightweight. The interior features a patent-pending compression system helpful for overpackers like me, four 360-degree spinner wheels that guaranteed a smoother ride as you're running through the airport to catch your flight, and TSA-approved combination lock built into the top of the bag to prevent theft. There's also that battery so you can charge your phone wherever you are, and a 100-day trial. Live with it, travel with it, try it. If at any point you decide that it's not for you, return it for a full refund, no questions asked. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash whoweekly and use the promo code whoweekly during checkout. That's $20 off a brand new suitcase at awaytravel.com slash whoweekly and you can use the promo code whoweekly during checkout. Hi, guys. I have to whisper. My dog finally fell asleep. But I was just wondering what the Gosselin children are up to. Thank you so much. Good night. A possibly dark call, but actually not quite, because if you do a little Google, you can find out that People Magazine reunited the Gosselin family, well, at least most of them, because there's a lot of them, for their 2016 cover of People. Uh, It was like a while ago. But the point is, is that basically you're asking where the Gosselin children are. And Bobby, where are the Gosselin children? They're in school. (laughs) Literally, the answer was they're in They're all in school. They're all in school. Which is good. That's all you need to know. It's great. If you're asking where John Gosselin is, that's dark and I don't know. We're not going to get into it. Kate, there are a meanwhile, that we... has beautiful hair now. She's had beautiful hair for a while. But remember when we were like so mad about her hair? We really had a problem with her hair. And then she was like... But then she kept her hair because it was what people recognized about her. Like I she knew, must have known her hair was bad, but she kept it for longer than I think she would have. Been, I know. And now she, she has like beautiful, like uh, traditional heteronormative long knocks. Long locks. <laughs> with some waves, with some waves. <laughs> heteronormative uh, All of the locks. kids are in school, which is where they should be. Uh, good for the kids for being in school. For Next real. Call. The, the, it was really funny because we were like, do we want to do this? This is going to be dark. And then you Google it and it's like, they're in school. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> good. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Next. Hey, call. Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, this is Sarah. Medium time. Medium time. Um, I just came across the fact that Giselle Boonchen, Boonchen, actually, first of all, how do you pronounce that? Second of all, Giselle has a twin sister named Patty. <laughs> a twin sister named Patty, who apparently serves as her manager and occasional publicity person. And this was news to me. Additionally, I told my friend this, and he replied with, who is Giselle Boonchen? So uh, I think I just need some help breaking this down, both about Giselle and Patty. All right. Scarjo yummy pop pie. This what's really funny about this is that it reads like one of those good bad SNL skits from way back where they have like uh, like this is uh this is Sarah and I'm her crazy twin. Like it, one of those things where it's like an unexpected twin situation. Yeah, like that uh it's that Junice thing yes. with like Vanessa uh, Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm all the like beautiful beautiful <laughs> yes. like Lawrence Welk models and then Junice with the with the tiny hands. But I'm and... what I'm, I guess this is implying that 
that Patty is not an attractive person. She's like beautiful. Basically, like the entire Bunchen family, all six Bunchen siblings are more beautiful than anyone ever. <sighs> and yet Giselle is so, so, so beautiful, which is why she's a supermodel that it's almost like even more tragic that you have to be her sister because normally oh. you would just live a very be- a good life as a normally very beautiful person. But even if Giselle Bunchen weren't the most You can just call her Giselle. She's earned family, to be beyond Bunchen. Yeah. The moment you are a supermodel, like, fuck the rest of your siblings. Like, they could all be equally beautiful. Objectively, they could be six identical twins. But if Giselle is a supermodel, it's like, fuck you. You know? Yeah. It's just. It immediately adjusts the perspective. Um, It it changes the game. And so, but it is really funny just the names because Giselle is just such a, like, a glamorous sounding name. And then Patricia. I know. I was saying, like, an equivalent would be if. Uh, you had someone named Bartholomew and then his twin brother is named like Bud or like Fred. <laughs> Just like in terms of mouthfeel. Yes. How Giselle sounds on the yes. tongue yes. is very different than Patty. Yes. Oh, yes. Hi, this is my sister, Patty. And then Patty's always there with the clipboard and like an iPad and like, OK, Giselle, you got to go to dinner here. Here's your hot water with lemon. I mean, there's also just kind of like a fascination. And I definitely went through this entire uh, slideshow and was like, ah, ah, with celebrities who have twins because Mm -hmm. it's like they either look exactly like them and you're like, oh, they should be an actor too. Like they're identical or there's something Mm -hmm. slightly off that makes like one person a celebrity and why they look so kind of like celebrity and the other person just a normal person like you're an attractive normal person you know it's also just the fact like if they weren't celebrities you probably wouldn't notice it but because one face is so famous and recognizable it's weird to see a face where like there's like a little glitch you know where like one thing's off right and it's not like an unattractive glitch it's just like a different it feels like unfamiliar and different and wrong in some way because you're so programmed to see like Giselle it's not about it's not about actual beauty I mean these women don't look these are fraternal twins they don't really look anything alike let's be real but they don't they look like sisters they look like sisters sisters. but Giselle's like nine feet tall and her twin is like less tall this is from a 2009 Vanity Fair cover story called Ellipsis and God created Giselle oh god um so what you do when you go to this story is you do control f command f and you search for Patricia and let's read all four instances She and her fraternal twin, Patricia, were the middle daughters among six girls. Imagine that. All of whom are good looking. Imagine being the other four. No thank you. Next instance of Patricia. Her twin describes her as bold and fearless. Also imagine this lifestyle where you are the twin of a supermodel. I know. Half of your job is is being asked about your beautiful twin. Just thinking about it gives me anxiety. It makes makes me want to throw up. Her twin describes her as bold and fearless. Quote, unlike me, Giselle was very talkative and she wasn't afraid to be away from home and for some time, even when she was little, says Patricia, she was very brave and she was always trying to protect her sisters. Something like, don't mess with my sisters or you'll have to deal with me. Wait, what? Which is like, why do you have to keep Who's feeding her complimenting your sister? And then her Doesn't willpower made her successful, says Patricia. She has never let critics put her down and this has never changed. She has the most amazing body, but what has really made her successful is her personality by her way of doing things, her professionalism. What's really made her successful is everything. Um, and then, oh, it just says Patricia is her manager. That's the last instance. Lindsay, I just realized something. What? Patricia's the one who buys the munchkins. What do you mean? <gasps> Wait. In the story, she buys the munchkins? It's not, in, it's not in the story, but Patricia's definitely the one who's been to Duncan. Giselle has not. Oh, and people are like, they think it's maybe Giselle? 
because they see the card they're and like, they're like you kind of look like a boonkin and i and i read that story about about giselle liking oh, munchkins oh my god so this Patricia. entire time giselle's like i go to duncan but it's been patty i bet i mean we're speculating but that's i'm not speculating happened. i know in my heart that's i knew that giselle happened. had never been to dunk god imagine giselle getting a box of munchkins and then having one bite of one and then being like patty you can take these home <laughs> Would your husband like these? And Patty's like, <laughs> it is good. Like thinking of Patty as a character, a disgruntled, like a disgruntled sister, sister servant character in Giselle's life, who is gorgeous, <laughs> who is go- who is equally gorgeous, but just happens to be the sister of Giselle. It's just your and luck also, in life, spent, man. She spent her entire life doing this that she really can't do anything else, and it pays so well that she's like, I can't do another job. And Whatever. she loves the free munchkins. <laughs> Munchkins for Boonkin. No, stop it. <laughs> this is a bad joke. Okay, next up, next call. Wait, is that the end? Yes. Oh, God, maybe we're done. We're done? I mean, oh, no, one more. No, we're done, right? Oh, we're done. Oh, we're great. Um. Oh, Patricia's married. Patricia married someone. <laughs> she had to, she married someone. What is the someone. story? She married. Special day. The model's father, Valdir Boonkin, walks the bride, Patricia, down the aisle. And there's Patricia looking gorgeous. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's married. Um. Maybe they serve munchkins at her at her wedding also. Brought by Giselle. <laughs> Brought by Patricia. Munchkins for munchkin. Okay, I hate this. I we Now I'm imagining you. like the Duncan employees taking selfies with Patricia and then labeling it Giselle. Like, took another selfie with Giselle, my favorite customer today. And then Patricia just like. <laughs> she just like grits her teeth and bear- goes with it. Okay. Um, let's. Eat some munchkin. Let's end, before we end this show. Before we end, I'm sorry. I hate shing you, but I also like shing you. It's really funny that we are skipping the last thing on the dock. It just says, Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings, skip. I mean, and now we're ending the episode. I just, we got a call about Cat Dennings that was very cute. Maybe I'll make it call you're doing amazing, sweetie. I just like, no, don't make it call you're doing it. It's like Rupert's like not going to answer the question. It's just like, what's the deal with Cat Dennings? But uh, I, I just, it is funny we're that it's just kind of it. sitting there at the end of the dock, which we are not going to do. It's just sad. Cat Dunnings. Mm, yeah. Okay. So. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's so much fun to do that. <laughs> Call us at 619-WHO-THEM if you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to talk about your favorite scene in A Star is Born, because God knows it's out today. Happy Star is Born Day. We will see you on Tuesday. And um, oh, thank you to the CW for sponsoring us this month. Iconic. Bye. Bye. You will drive us. Yeah. Yeah. They want to know. So, Amy Smart fucking (laughs) killed me. Um, I bought pears, and this is how I found out that I'm allergic to fucking pears. I bought pears because she fucking chilled for pears, and I'm allergic to pears, which I haven't eaten in, like, probably 10 years. I'm allergic to pears, guys. I fucking can't. Bye. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. All-American starring Tay Diggs premieres Wednesday, October 10th. Ooh, we love Tay Diggs. And Charmed premieres Sunday, October 14th. A brand new show with them name recognition.